With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to Halo's Heaven Radio. I am Jessica DeLine and I am here with Rick Sadras. Aloha. And Jeffrey Tan. Ready to recap what was a great week, folks. <laughs> That's right. As usual, we are here to recap the past week of Angel's performances and look ahead as to what to expect for the exciting next week. So, without further ado, let's jump into this week. We're going to, as usual, start with the bad, right? We want to finish with the good. Yeah. Always look on the bright side at the end, you know? <laughs> you said that like Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking on the bright side. Next week's going to be great, folks. All right, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay, so who was terrible, rotten, didn't want to watch, play last week? Who do you got first? Every pitcher. Some were good, but I don't think too many were. Oh, no, most were bad. Yeah, I guess we, we should start with the one that's that uh, has the All really right. glaring ERA. So we're going to start with the pitchers. Um, Felix Pena had a terrible week last week, unfortunately. Yep, 37.8 ERA, a whip of six. That's a small sample size. (laughs) Yes, per inning pitched, he allowed six walks or hits. I don't think he hit anyone, which doesn't factor into whip. But if he did, that would have been just more base runners. He uh he had a six fifteen batting average against him. Yeah, he's he's usually <laughs> he's usually pretty reliable and I know Rick was pointing out that his record was three and one. I guess is it three and two now? Well no, it was three and one after that. Oh really? Yeah. So you know, he didn't he didn't get a loss or anything to that. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I was I was actually surprised that he only has a three and one record. It would seem I mean, he he's been okay for us, but it's very very shocking how good his record looks and he's a total pro poster child for why win loss records don't matter <laughs> yeah the o- yeah. the ops against was 1.436 uh not a lot to say here he had one appearance not a lot to see he had one appearance it wasn't it wasn't great and he stressed the matter and he gets the dodgers next week so so wait you said he has a one point you said a 1.436 ops against yes so basically, Cesar Pueyo was batting against him every single time. <laughs> yes. I mean, Barry Bonds in 2004, <laughs> but Cesar Pueyo also works. <laughs> All right. Um, Tropiano also did not have such a great time today. Yeah, most recent appearance. He was just out there to soak up some innings, I guess, and he nearly finished the game. 3.2 innings and a 12, uh, 12.27 ERA. Gave up three home runs, all of them pretty much no doubters. The second you guys said he was called up, I was like, oh, God, here we go again. And as soon as he came in after Cody out, I was like, okay, we're not even going to try now. And it was pretty apparent uh, that Josh Paul was not trying because (laughs) he let let, uh, Tropiano stay out there through uh, every single type of adversity possible. And... Tom Murphy and Edwin Carnacion and Kyle Seeger completely teed off on him. It was just atrocious, and I, I couldn't even stand to watch it. I, I wasn't even paying attention. I was just looking at our side of the uh, innings. It was bad. He has a history of giving up a lot of home runs, though, right? Well, I, I even said that um, – I said earlier today, actually, that I think personally that the Angels ruined him when uh, the uh, focus on using your best pitch – as your always pitch mm-hmm. uh, became the uh, the norm for our team, since when when he first came with us, I mean he had like a four ERA or so. I mean, but that was like you know passable for a five, for a fifth starter. But his split change was absolutely amazing back then. He'd use it as his out pitch, but now he throws it in every single 
Uh, he'll, he'll throw whenever he feels like it. And they're all just sitting fastball. He doesn't throw the split change for strikes. And when he does throw it for strikes, it's right down the middle, which is a glorified 80-mile-an-hour fastball, which is even worse. And so I think I think that going with a changeup as your primary pitch is is going to spell your doom no matter who you are, personally. Yeah, I think in recent years, there's definitely been more of a focus on pitching backwards, like throwing off-speed stuff in fastball counts to try to throw off hitters and make it so that nothing is that predictable anymore. But obviously, as you said, overkill is... We're, it, we're seeing some pitchers like Barria, for example, go in the direction of overkill. If you throw your off-speed stuff more than your fastball then it's just the slower stuff and your people are going to be teeing off on it if they are expecting it. So that's something that hopefully the team looks into with Tropiano so he doesn't throw the, the splitters down the middle. I think if your pitch is absolutely outstanding, like 80-plus grade splitter or 80-plus grade curveball or something like that, then you can get away with using it in any count. But when it's something that's like solid or plus – Maybe it's just not good enough to be using in every single count. Yeah, and that, that that was the problem he had today. Right. Exactly. And I want to point out before we jump into the next bad pitcher, the Angels served up 15 home runs last week. I don't know where that stands among the other teams, but I'm guessing not, not high. <laughs> not very good. You want to know where that stands? Yeah, you're going to look that up? Yeah, I can tell you in three seconds. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, 15 home runs is, yeah. I'm not looking forward to it, but I'll look it up. Yeah, you look that up, and then Tyler Skaggs had a bad week as well, four innings. Yeah, continued, continued his run of inconsistency, only lasted four. He got the loss, a 2.50 whip, which is, I guess, twice as good as Pena's, but still, that's, <laughs> that's two-plus base runners per inning, and that's just not going to cut it, especially when you don't have when you're not getting the calls in the outside corner that he needs, uh, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. All right. Speaking of calls on the outside corner, today's game, Trout really got ripped off on those calls. Yeah, and it's been bad all series, not not even just today. But I think this was the, the AAA crew coming to watch a AAA series between the Mariners, who are last in the AL West, and the Angels, who are soon to be last in the AL West. What? <laughs> <laughs> you never know it next week. All right, uh, we'll get there. Uh, Ty Buttry, unfortunately, had a terrible week. He just had one performance. He just came out to pitch once, 1.2 innings, two runs, three hits, a walk. Not great. You know, I'm going to put him in the good category. Do you know why? What? It's because, it's because <laughs> hear me out, hear me out. It's because he was only he was only used once, which is a good thing in general. So it doesn't matter that he was screwed up in his one appearance. It's the fact that he was only used once in seven games we're minimizing his usage and we're helping him not get tommy john surgery okay that no that's not in the good he also blew the save <laughs> he, he also blew the save opportunity he, he was bad last week okay guys so as far as the last seven days and home runs allowed um i'm gonna have to say that it wasn't uh Never mind. Maybe it was, maybe it was as bad as those other teams. I can't see. I can't see including today. Uh, the Angels were tied for seventh most home runs allowed over the previous seven days. So if you add the um, amount that they had today, which was an ungodly amount, uh, they would jump up to first. But the Nationals, the Rays, and the Orioles all gave up double digit home runs uh, the seven days prior to today. That was bad. They gave the amount of home runs they gave up. Definitely. They had, like, yeah. the worst ERA, though, I think. You know who didn't give up a home run but was also bad last week? Trevor Cahill. <laughs> well, he has, yeah. a, he has a special talent for um, just sucking no matter what. Um, I guess four and a third innings with five earned runs is actually an improvement for him. The 1.85 whip and 316 average against, I I mean, props to him. He had to hurt himself in the process, though. Yeah, yeah. raise your hand if you believe that, <laughs> that, that he's hurt, you know. You know, ML, MLB is supposed to be pretty strict about uh, doctor's notes or whatever to prove that somebody's actually injured to go on the IL. But 
we've seen that now <laughs> with Cahill and Harvey both having mysterious injuries right around the time they've been pretty terrible and they're starting to get to their bonus um, payouts. I mean, they've been pretty terrible all season and they haven't had injuries yeah. until now. And but also, they're getting they're getting closer to those bonus payouts though. Yeah. I, I did see I did see a perspective that said that by the time you get to mid season, June, July ish, pretty much most of baseball players have some sort of ailment that you can list on an injured list, whether it goes on the IL or the DL formerly. So it's not necessarily making something up per se, but maybe if Cahill was pitching well, he wouldn't be on the injured list, per se. Who else was bad besides everybody? God, all of our pitchers were almost Every all single pitcher. Not every single pitcher. Andrew Heaney was bad, though. Uh, Even though he struck I, out 10. I was going to say, I, I think that, I mean, I did the post game on that one, and I'd have to say that Heaney was probably meh, personally. Yeah, I think um, that, based that, off. That three-run home run kind of killed it, but other than that, it was it was a very shaky outing for sure, and something that was hard to watch. But I don't think he was bad necessarily. I think Tom Murphy is just the bane of the angels. Yeah, I think if that if the Heaney start is your worst start in a week, that it's a it's pretty solid. So I wouldn't categorize it as bad per se. But the results. <laughs> I wish that was the worst start yeah. we had. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna disagree. I can see the man, but I'm definitely gonna put him in the bad because he did give up two home runs walked two six hits five runs yeah yeah and just the way he pitched he he had good stuff but he was just throwing everything in wrong counts for example some oats he would get ahead oh two and then some at bats he'd just bury three pitches and then walk the guy and then some he would just serve an oh two meatball down the heart of the plate so i i wonder if I don't know. Did Lucroy catch that game? Because That's what I was gonna ask. We were we wanted to check Lucroy's C E R A earlier. That was earlier. the Garno start. That was the Garno one. Wait, I, what day I'm was not it? Sure. I thought Friday. It yeah. Friday was Lucroy, I think, because oh, Smith was came Lucroy. back Friday. Okay, yeah. Good. So that 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 helped boost his uh, catcher's ERA. It helped. It probably went down from there. Um, <laughs> he is. <laughs> All right, we'll get to him. <laughs> but uh, right, <laughs> no, I was gonna say that, um, I, and I featured this in the uh, post game, but. I was talking about how he was one pitch away from that immaculate inning, but oh, yeah. you knew, you knew that pitch was going to go right down the middle, and you also knew at the exact same time that it was going to be swung at. And I don't know why you wouldn't bury it. I don't know why you wouldn't throw it on the corner. I don't know why you wouldn't why you would throw it anywhere that doesn't touch the corners. It was so obvious that when he got the eight strikes in a row that he was going to throw it right down the middle because he wanted that immaculate inning. It was so apparent. That That's the more understandable pitch, though, because you are going after the immaculate inning. It's something tantalizing within your reach. And Which is you frustrating just... because he went for it, and he didn't need to. He could have just gone for the out, but he did the most blatantly obvious thing to give up the lead. Yeah, but... Which but, pisses me off. I mean... It's like one of the things where if it's a tie game in the ninth inning and you're a double side of the sh- side of the shy of the cycle and you hit one right to an outfielder, maybe you're gonna go for it. And if you get thrown out, like it's it's those rare moments that I have a hard time blaming well, him for. I mean, like you can blame him, but the process, I'm not gonna say that it was a horrible process. Well, whereas the, the other home run was just terrible. Here's here's why I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm gonna disagree with you slightly on the stakes mm-hmm, that you just mentioned. Sure. I think it's closer to you being a double away from the cycle, hitting it directly to the outfielder, but being down a run and then trying to stretch it into a double. That's what I think the stakes are closer to, and that's basically exactly what just happened, and it ended up screwing us. Because if it's a tie game, it doesn't it doesn't hurt you to try for that double as much as it does if you're down. This put us down. So that's why I had a problem with it. Yeah, that's fair. But, I, I mean... I, I hate to use this, but it is a long season, and just the odds of that happening are so low that I don't have a problem with him going for the strikeout there. Yeah, I'm really glad these games don't matter. <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Who you guys got also that was terrible pitchers besides the rest of them? Well, um, Luis Garcia. I I hate watching him. Yeah. He, he just throws straight 98 miles an hour right down the middle and he hopes he beats you 
and sometimes he does, and sometimes he doesn't. But when he doesn't, it's going to go far. He gave up three home runs and three earned runs, three solo shots. It's exactly what we expect from him. Yep, Philly's got the last laugh on that one. Yep. I, I still don't, I, that was straight swap of Garcia for Alvarez. It's just still baffling. Yeah. And we have no lefty relievers now. Yeah. All right, what do we do with uh, Canning? What do we do with Griffin I have Canning? him in the meh. Yeah, he, the, okay. he, he still got eight strikeouts. Yeah, six yeah. earned runs, eight strikeouts. I saw six earned runs. I'm sorry, six innings pitched. Yeah, he four gave forwards. up one run over a quality start, but, I mean, one walk. I'm, I'm not upset with him at all. Like, it was a shaky start for sure. I definitely wasn't impressed. He had a lot of strikeouts, but the whole time he was pitching out of, like, serious problems and everything, giving a bunch of hits. So I wasn't impressed at all. But definitely way better than the vast majority of our starters. Yeah, and, and the, the offense has been scoring four or five runs with mm-hmm. frequency. So it's not like it totally lost us the game. We just happened to only score two runs that game. Uh, ran into a good Frankie Montas, but... It's mad. Yeah. It's not bad. It's it's basically a stroke of bad luck because Montas is like the best A starter, and we didn't get to him this time. Last time we did, but this time we didn't. So I think it was just a stroke of bad luck for him. He's about to have another bad, another stroke of bad luck though tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that, that'll be that'll be something. Do we have any <laughs> other bad pitchers or are the rest? Meh? I, I think the rest are meh. No, okay. no, I'm going to say Allen. Okay, I I don't care that all of his runs were today. Okay, it pissed me off. <laughs> he but he had a point nine whip. <laughs> he comes in, gets one out, and we're like, okay, good. Now we can go ahead and go to somebody else. Maybe go to a long reliever. Maybe to Nick Tropiano, who I would have hated to see there. But still, it makes sense. But then he comes back in again and gives up two consecutive home runs before being pulled. It completely ruins our chances of coming back. So I, 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 I fault Cody Allen for today. I agree with Rick from a certain perspective because today, Sunday's game was the one appearance he had in high leverage, and it was an inning and two runs, whereas the other two appearances were low leverage, and he mowed everyone down. Woohoo, he's able to mop up big wins (laughs) or big losses. So I I see it, but I think, I mean, earlier in the week we saw that he might be getting his stuff back. The jury's still out on that, but I'm still going to give it a meh. Yeah, I would go with that, too. All right, uh, hitters that were not great. Well, we know who we could start with, but we could save him for the end. Fletcher was actually surprisingly what? poor. <laughs> surprisingly. Only yeah. hit 150, a 340 OPS, and now he's injured to boot it. So that's always great. Uh, injured? Yeah, Fletcher- he's... He yeah, Fletcher had a really shoulder. bad week. Yeah, but yeah, he had a bad week and he got injured. Uh, and he struck not... out. He struck out twice, which is like two over his average. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he he had a rough week. He's definitely in the bad category, and not, he, you know, he can't have great weeks every week. I guess. He probably had the second worst week, in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah? who was the worst? I. I think you know. <laughs> Are we going to save him? Are we saving him for the... What about Tovar? Tovar. Are you saying he was the worst? Tovar, okay, Tovar is at fault for the series. Okay? I don't care what anybody says. All right? Little, I mean, yes, he got a hit today. That's great, okay? His his on-base percentage was 308, whatever. Um, But him existing on the roster is the reason (laughs) we lost this series, okay? Like, I'm positive that we would not have lost... If we had anybody else there, Taylor Ward could have helped us win. Okay, whoa. so whoa, including his Taylor Ward's imme- impeccable defense. Taylor Ward's defense is not nearly as bad as Tovar's being there. Okay, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. We are we are one and two in the Tovar area and at Tovar era, which is a three thirty three win loss percentage. Okay, that is terrible. <laughs> I, I, I can't poor, disagree there poor Tovar the, the thing is the one hit he had on Sunday it should have been caught except yeah, Santana had just landed on his butt 
a few minutes prior I was probably still sore and couldn't find the baseball. So he was like, he was shuffling out there. He wasn't really sprinting. He was like shuffling and they were up nine to three. So he probably and, and, should have had zeros across the board, honestly. And that Tovar, and, 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 that, uh, and that Santana slip was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he just like laid down and died. <laughs> All right, so the worst position player last week. Uh, we're not even going to talk about his defensive stats right we don't need to because we can talk about everything talk about him that. he is <laughs> the spotlight of this no episode. i think i think he deserves another podcast dedicated well, just dedicated to him we'll just title this That's one true. something about something about jonathan Lacroix. yeah because he's been LeCroy, a mess yes he has been a mess and i am very disappointed every time he starts it's bad there's, there's no other words for it one hit in 18 18- at bats, uh, he walked once, and this is this is just continuing a stretch that has been going on since two weeks, three weeks back. He's like one for his last thirty or something like that. Okay, so he can't call games. We talked about that a little bit ago <laughs> with yeah. Danny. Yeah, he can't call games. He's leading the league in pass balls, wild pitches, which isn't entirely the pitcher's fault. Some of that is on him, right? Yeah. It's it mostly his fault. His caught stealing read is only just over twenty percent. Is he good at anything? If you can, if you can, yes. be on pace to lead the majors as a team. We're on pace to break the all-time wild pitch record. Then yes, yeah, some of the blame has to go on your primary. They pitcher. are definitely. I've seen them, and there's he's he's been lucky on a lot of those being called wild pitches. No, yeah. you have to you have to look at it from a different perspective. Okay. Jonathan Lucroy is the best at for at not catching balls, okay? He is the best at framing <laughs> things the wrong direction, okay? I'm not sure if he tokes before games and forgets which way to move his glove, okay? I don't... Jonathan Lucroy literally is the worst catcher I have ever seen in my life. He makes the bad Chris Iannetta look like a genius, and he makes Mike Napoli look like Mathis, okay? Jonathan Lucroy does not belong on a roster. He doesn't belong in the minors. He shouldn't be teaching anybody. Yeah, and just with the news the news today that Jose Braseno is going to be out for an extended period of time, and now that we've placed Dustin Garneau on waivers, it's pretty much Lucroy till the end, honestly, unless... Osmus decides to give Kevin Smith more starts, but we're gonna have Luke Roy, and I don't know. He better shape up somewhat. If he's not gonna, he's not not gonna shape up with the glove. So we hope that he shapes up with the bat. I, I have, think Billy Epler has a bumper sticker that says "I believe in Luke Roy." I have a little anecdote for you. When we were playing against the A's, I'm not sure if it was the middle game of the series this week or if it was during the last game of the series last week against them. Either way, I know we won this one. A person on Athletics Nation literally commented unironically that he misses how Lucroy handled pitchers because they had Fegley in there, okay? But from what I've seen, Fegley has not been as bad, even though he has been bad. Okay, Fegley's been pretty bad in the small sample size that we've seen. Yes, he has been. But Lucroy is literally setting records for incompetence. That, that I agree mm-hmm. with, too. Those, both things can be true. <laughs> And Fegley so, at least is hitting. I saw that comment and I just wrecked it. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's it, nice was, it was it was kind of <laughs> like that year. Was it Ionetta's last year with us, where he just looked completely lost every time he tried to feel the ball? That wasn't yeah, his last year. Remember that? That was yeah. the second to last year. That was, that was all the years. That was his, all, no, there was no, one year in particular. Year, no, his his last year was the year he got good at framing, but oh, he couldn't yeah. hit. That's right. Yeah, so we sent him off. It was 2014 when he before. couldn't catch. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because the pitching was actually pretty good that year. Exactly. Yeah. He got kind of lucky. <laughs> All right. So clearly we love having LaCroix on the roster. Yeah, we love him. Let's move on to the other bad hitters for the week. That There's spot a... could be better served having, I don't know, what 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 could we have on that spot instead of Jonathan LaCroix? Cam we Bedrosian? have... <laughs> We could have Joe Adele see, catching Matt Joyce in that spot. Ooh, ooh, left hand. Wait, no, he throws with his right hand. We could have um, a cardboard cutout of Josh Hamilton in that spot. 
we could have a million things in that spot that would be that I would feel okay and and I'm not trying to be mean to Jonathan Lucroy, okay? I'm just saying that he's really, really bad and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement. As as, as a fan, uh, it's it's incredibly difficult to watch him be on the roster right now that's for sure that that's to put it put it in a nice way when All he right. was when he was hitting with his seven he's still going he's still OPS. going well no i'm just going back to the hitting part i'm just saying <laughs> when he was hitting with his 700 plus ops it was tolerable okay it was able to be stomached i'm just gonna say that but now he's at what like a 156 ops over the last seven games and like a 200 ops over the last like 14 or 20 is it as high as 200? <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so for his sake. Like, he seems like a nice guy. He does, right? Sure. He shaved his beard. It ruined him. Trevor Trevor Cahill seems like a nice guy, too, but we don't want to see him pitch. We want to see him hit, though. <laughs> we do. We'll get there. Yes, yes. He's not on the bad list. <laughs> no, in terms of hitting, that's for sure. Any um, any, any other bad hitters? Yeah, Cole Calhoun. Jared Walsh was did not have a good. Uh, Walsh. Oh yeah, Walsh. Yeah, I I said this right at the beginning of this week. I'd rather see Pujols in there, and now Walsh mm-hmm. is gone. So it seems like Pujols is going to get the majority of the starts at first base, at least until Justin Bohr comes back. No, let's bring up Thice and leave Bohr in the minors. No, nah, it's going to be Bohr. You know it. I like us giving Walsh a chance, um, but I still think he needs a little bit more seasoning in AAA. Um, he he doesn't look like he's seeing the ball well at all. Right. Yep. I mean, he was one for eight with three strikeouts, so that was pretty bad. And that was against mostly righties, too. Yeah. He mostly didn't bat against lefties. Mm-hmm. So. And, yeah, and then we have Calhoun. He hit a home run, but only hit 182 last week. Not good. He stole a base. One of our two stolen bases. Yeah, um... I, I honestly didn't notice how bad he was. It wasn't really, like, bad to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, why is he up? I actually, today, when he wasn't on the on the lineup card, I was kind of like, oh man. And now, now looking at him, I'm like, okay, maybe it's a good thing he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, the eye test wasn't as bad. Maybe because he only struck out four times. I don't know what, if he ground into any double <laughs> plays, but... <laughs> He only struck out four times in six well, games. Okay. <laughs> no, no ground into double plays. Um, he did have six ground outs to eight, eight flyouts. But the biggest yeah, thing so about that's... him this week was he took a lot of walks. So that's why I kind of didn't really realize because he was on base more than you'd expect for such a bad week. Well, yeah, two eighty on base, which is still I'm going to still call bad. Especially yeah, it is bad. Average. I'm just saying, like for one eighty two average, that's yeah. not a bad OBP for that average. All right. And we got a couple more bad hitters, I think, or at least one more. Well, He's I not... mean, if you're talking about Renhefel, I wouldn't put him in the bad, and the only reason is that it says here he struck out five times, right? But on Friday and on Sunday, to end the game, he took balls that were ball fours for called strikes both times, <clears throat> and had those been the proper walks that they should have been, mm-hmm. his on-base percentage is up to, like, 340. He got screwed a couple of times, yeah. I hey, noticed I that, could, too. I could put him in the mid. Yeah, I... It, I I'd put him in the Met, too, especially since a lot of his hits were actually in pretty crucial spots. Um, it doesn't really show up there, of course, with the RBIs and everything. But his hits were really important, and they were in high-leverage situations, too. So I'm I'm not as down on Rittenhefo as I probably should be, considering his slash line. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I agree. The, the, the five losses this week weren't his fault. Let's just put it that way. No, all right. Uh, but Garneau, who's now... He was designated for assignment. How long ago was that? Has it been three it's days? It's been yet? Thursday, I think. So we should hear, or maybe Friday. Friday okay. Friday before the game, Kevin Smith was activated. I say so that sh- Garneau was a meh. We should be hearing about him soon, whether someone claimed him. Man, I, I would give him a meh. He only had five at-bats. So, yeah, yeah, he may end up back in Salt Lake. And he had a walk-off. Yeah, walk-off. That should have been Ground rule double. So, <laughs> so basically, he Yeah, but had, it was still a walk-off. He should have had no hits on the week. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> I'm basically saying that, but because he had that walk off, I feel okay. I got him in the bat. All right. All right. How about some meh pitchers? Ooh. Meh pitchers. Got a lot of those too. Yeah, Dylan Peters, who was called up just to make the spot start, 
Yeah. 5.2 innings, three runs. And, I mean, the game was a blowout from the start because we scored yeah. a bunch of runs. But he managed to get through 5.2 innings, which gave the bullpen a little bit of a rest. So although the, the line doesn't look great with the 4.76 ERA, um, allowing seven hits in 5.2 innings, uh, he didn't walk anyone. And he basically just kept beating up innings when it, we knew we were going to win. That that zero walks was what I was really keeping an eye on. Obviously, the four strikeouts kind of sucks, but the zero walks really helped him out. And uh, you know, we we can't rely on any of our pitchers right now to not walk people. So that was pretty encouraging to see. Um, he got us to the seventh inning because of the opener. Yes, pitching one point right. one innings, uh, which we'll go over in a little bit, I guess. That guy, but. I mean, from what I saw from him, I mean, obviously it wasn't overpowering stuff. It wasn't something that like made you like perk your ears up, but it got it, it got the job done. And he only allowed three earned runs. I mean, that's over almost six innings. Then that's that's meh. That's the definition of meh. Mm-hmm. Maybe meh plus. <laughs> meh plus. <laughs> All right, where are you guys gonna put Suarez? Because I'm kind of on the fence on that one. I have him as a high meh. I, I think he's meh, but. It seems like they have him on a hard pitch count. He hasn't exceeded 90 pitches in either of his two starts, and they might be building up to that. But So it's it's hard to blame him for not going five innings. But he did give up a home run to Tom Murphy. So that that's just – you can't put anyone who gives up a home run to Tom freaking Murphy yeah, in a good category. <laughs> yeah. Well, then every single angel is doomed. Yeah, they're not good. This is not a good staff. Tom freaking Murphy. The thing, the thing with Jose Suarez is I, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for why um, Mariners pitchers today seem to get literally any call that was in the direction of the batter. Oh yeah. Whereas Jose Suarez did not. Mm-hmm. Well, mean, yes, well, he had six strikeouts, but from what I saw, he was not getting anywhere near the calls that the Mariners were getting. Well, Rick, Rick, who was behind the plate catching Suarez? Today? Let me. Oh yeah, that's that right. It was some guy. Some guy, yeah. The cardboard <laughs> cutout, right? The cardboard cutout. So you're saying that the framing of the two catchers made a difference, perhaps. <laughs> I don't think that framing is the reason why the Mariners were better. Uh, uh, on those calls, on those close calls. Actually, I wonder how Tom Murphy grades out as a framer. Because, I mean, offensively against us, he's been like Jesus Christ. You know, but the two games that they won... Tom Murphy was behind the plate, and the one I game think that yeah, the yeah. one game that we won, Nervaez was behind the plate, and he's one of the worst defenders. He's he's might be on par with Lucroy behind the plate. That's very true. And last week, I believe that the one game that they won was also a Tom Murphy start. It yeah. actually was. It was. He homered. Yeah. Tom Murphy has been responsible for every single loss we've had against the Mariners. No one tell Lookout Landing that they should start Tom Murphy more. No one tell them. <laughs> oh, they already know. They trust me. They <laughs> I'm sure they know. <laughs> Every time I see yeah. them, they're all like, Todd Murphy, where is he? Why is their bias starting? <laughs> Any other Miz are good. I think I would put Justin Anderson in the meh. I always have him at least or sorry, at most in the meh. Yeah, the uh, results of... the results don't match the process with him. If if he gets yeah. out of an inning unscathed, it's I mean, you know something was happening there. Something was brewing and he just barely got out of it. He had five base runners in two and a third innings pitched, but only allowed one earned run. That so, tells me he had a lot of luck. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, 2.14 whip um, through a lot of pitches. He's just not, not your efficiency guy, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Every, everyone else was good, I think, though. Let's go to the mid batters. I really only <laughs> the other pitchers. four pitchers were good. <laughs> the other four, Every, everyone else, yeah. <laughs> there was four good pitchers this week. We'll get to them in a yeah. minute. Let's go to the mid batters. I I think most of the bat rest of the batters were good. I'm Except, gonna yeah, just two. I think two. Go out on a limb and say one, maybe two, miss. Brian yeah, Goodwin. Two. Yeah, Goodwin yeah. was pretty meh. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of lefties this week, so he didn't get. He played five games, but didn't get that many starts. He only got four starts. And he was pretty much met. Sometimes you're going to have these kind of weeks. A 627 OPS struck out three times in 18 plate appearances, 19 plate appearances. He seems to have kind of leveled off at this 800 OPS over the season. 
And, like, he keeps dropping down below to, like, 795 and then going back up to, like, 805 and everything. He keeps hovering right around 800 right now. And, I mean, if he continues to have the weeks he's, ha- he's been having, he'll probably drop off maybe to, like, the 780 range. But that's not bad over the course of a season for a guy that we had the expectation of a, like, 550 OPS of. Yeah, and his approach is still the same. It doesn't look like he's yeah. changing it. He's still taking a lot of pitches. We looked this up earlier today, and he's actually fourth in all of baseball in pitches per plate appearance. He's taking a lot of called third strikes and swinging through a lot of pitches, but he's working the counts, and he's putting good swings on balls, going the other way sometimes and pulling some other. I mean, it's he's just a hitter, and the results will vary from week to week because he's not he does not going to hit home runs. He's at the mercy of whoever he hits it at, you know. And you know that I'm highly critical of batters, bat, batters uh, hitting on the first pitch and yeah. lining out or flying out. And I'm also highly critical of people swinging 3-0 yeah. like Pujols loves to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brian Goodwin, I mean, as long as he's on the roster, just keep taking those pitches, man. Even if you strike out sometimes or just get a single or whatever, I mean – Seeing oh yeah, six, you know, seven getting, pitches getting every a, single time. Getting a single is so bad, you know. Yeah, but getting six, seven pitches every single time you're up to bat, I mean that's absolutely amazing over the course of the entire game. Yeah, people underestimate greatly just how important taking pitches is, and I, I completely disagree with Gooby every time he says like, like, "Oh yeah, I really like how Otani's swinging first pitch." No, stop <laughs> it. Yeah. Stop saying that. Mark Gubisa says it every single time someone swings first pitch. Cole yeah. Calhoun, Shohei Otani, Andrelton Simmons, Jonathan Lucroy, all those no, guys. No, Lucroy doesn't swing first pitch that much. You're right. He just strikes out in three pitches. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't, he doesn't strike out that much. But <laughs> no. the, the other guys, yeah, they definitely swing early and counts more than my fair share of liking. That didn't make any sense. So, <laughs> so our other meh. I mean, he's a high man. I almost wanted yeah, to put him man. in good, but pool holes? Yeah. yeah. You can't put him in the... good because he swung 3-0 and Rick hates that. So. Well, yeah, okay, exactly. but he had a 364 on base, though. Which I have him good. in the low man as a result of that one plate appearance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, his defensive range isn't that great at first still, but... Compared to Edwin Encarnacion. Okay. No, Wait, he's yeah. Andrelton Simmons. You're saying he can't swing on 3-0? I'm sorry? You're saying he can't swing on 3-0? I'm not saying he can. I'm saying he shouldn't. So that's another, that's another Goobyism, right? Oh, 3-0 pitch here. He's going to get the green light. He says he it says every, every freaking yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. He said it He said it that day, too. He was like, he's like, oh, 3-0, he's going to be swinging here. I'm like, please do not swing. And he Pops did, up. and it was a fly out. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's right about 5% of the time on that. <laughs> I think, I, think I, I respect Trout even more because he just doesn't swing at 3-0s. I don't think that is my favorite it. part of Trout. Mm-hmm. Nothing I mean, else I compares. Don't, I don't think that's my favorite part of Trout. I think, <laughs> I think there are a lot of other things to be amazed at Trout doing, but that is uh, one of them. Yeah. He has literally never hit a pitch on a 3-0 count. So you mean he's swung through a pitch before? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they said that he's never swung. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I would believe it. Why would you? Why, why yeah, exactly. Know? Why would you, Pujols? Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why his on-base percentage is through the roof, and that's one of the reasons. Yeah. yeah. All right, pitchers. We have four good ones. <laughs> one good starter. I mean, a couple uh, starter in quotes because three of those those four started games this week. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I wanna. Well, okay. Go ahead. You, you talk. Yeah, Jaime <laughs> Berea called up and sent mm-hmm. down again in rapid rapid succession. Pitched five innings, only gave up one run. I thought that was such a waste, too. Like, Dude. he looked absolutely awesome. He looked really good that game. Yeah, I didn't see it, so I can't say, but I'll take your word for it. And I mean, the was, line shows. Yeah, gave up one home run. I can't remember who it was to, but, like, he he came in and really was that was that in really for Pena? Mm. I believe so. Or no, it was Skaggs, I think. Yeah, it was Skaggs. After Skaggs came in and like just got obliterated, Jaime Berea came in and he looked absolutely outstanding. It was a he really complete did, yeah. far cry from what we saw earlier in the season. Yeah, and he only gave up three hits in five innings. 
and Six it sucked strikeouts. because it was a long relief appearance, and now we're mm-hmm. not going to see him for five days or more. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it you think that guy even it, unpacks his suitcase? It, it's gonna... more because he's gone again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's more. That that start, that, that start, on quote-unquote, uh, would have been better than literally every other starter but we used it in a game where you were down like what three four five runs yeah we lost seven four today's so it it was such a waste yeah but this is the kind of thing that contributes to butchery only throwing only appearing once that weekend so it's good it's good it was good very good (laughs) all right and we had exactly two pitchers get wins last week yeah, Dylan Peters and we already said he's a man. You, yeah, and then we had another pitcher that got a one uh, that got a win last week. Yeah, Hansel yeah, he, he got a win as yeah. a result of like circumstance. I mean, he, he did. was good, but yeah, yeah, like Gardo walking right off. place at the right time. Yeah, <clears throat> but he had a great week. Uh, pitched twice, only allowed one hit, one walk, uh, two point one innings, only one strikeout, but the strikeouts yeah. will be here there for him. I'm not too worried. It was it was much better than what we've seen the past couple weeks because past couple weeks Robles have been kind of, uh, well, on e- uneven footing basically. Yeah. Uh, I think the two most impressive pitchers by far were Cam Bedrosian and Noe Ramirez though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess Ramirez would be considered the most impressive since he had eight strikeouts in four and two thirds innings pitched. Yeah. That's just outstanding. And he was, was nearly untouchable. He... he had a point two one whip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Was absolutely awesome watching him pitch this week, and um, he's he's been he's come a long way. I mean, not come a long way, but he's been doing a lot better the past few weeks. And it's every time he comes in right now lately, I've felt pretty secure with the lead being or the lead or with the tie game being held. Yeah, that's fair. And then Cam Bedrosian, um, in general, I mean, he, he had like a couple walks. He had five strikeouts in three innings pitched. But uh, there was one opening game he had in particular that we discussed where he looked unstoppable. It looked like prime Bedrosian again, 2016. Yeah. And the thing with him opening is you know he's going to come in with nobody on, no inherited runners, and he's just going to go out low leverage, pitches one inning, and be out of there. So I think he's going to be more successful than not in those roles. Even if he gives up a hit, he's just going to keep mowing them down. He doesn't come in in any high leverage situations. Get a, get the clean inning, get in, get out, and he'll do fine. I like this role for him. I think he should keep doing it as much as possible. I think he's the best candidate for it. I think that no other pitcher has ever been so unreliable in – specifically medium to high leverage situations but absolutely great as a first inning guy i i think that i think that this is the role for him and if we continue to use him this way i'm completely fine with keeping him on the roster and giving him that lifetime extension i talked about yeah <laughs> you sure did <laughs> i mean the opener well how, how much was it I mean, for a starter that's a pretty good deal right how much was the contract I don't remember, like thirteen million over like the next ten years or twelve years. <laughs> it's a steal for a starter. <laughs> wow. Yeah, All for right. a starter. So we have six good hitters, six he... that fall in the good category. Okay, we'll start with Trevor Cahill because he was amazing. He had two. Yeah. He had two plate appearances, but he hit the ball hard both times. He this did. This guy had a five hundred slugging and a five hundred on base percentage. <laughs> Absolutely outstanding. <laughs> Yeah, he should have been two for two, just based off how hard he hit the balls. Could have been. Yeah, I think we should put him in at DH immediately. <laughs> so we don't well, have to see him pitch. on the season. He's only batting three thirty three, though. But what? Oh, yeah. What a scrub! He struck remember, out. He to came end in game, like yeah. the thirteenth inning or whatever. It <laughs> struck out to end the game. That was funny. <laughs> good times. Mm, yeah, good times. <laughs> yeah. How about? Mike Trout, who led the team in strikeouts, surprisingly, last week. He's, his strikeouts have been way down this week, or yeah, this year. I mean, um, But I like what I saw. He hit, yeah, he hit more home runs. I'll yeah. take 20% strikeout rate Trout 
if we can continue to get 1,300 OPS trout. (laughs) And his strikeouts weren't even strikeouts, at least a a couple of them I can think of, especially Sundays. That's true, today. So his stats could have been even better. 484 on base, one triple, three home runs, one double. Um, He's back. I think he's back, and I don't think it's unfair to say that. Do you expect me to believe that the ball is around his neck? They shouldn't call that a strike. I think they should because it's the only way. With how big his neck is, (laughs) the neck is not the strike zone. It could be. It could be. Yeah, way back when. It could be. Michael Giraffe Trout. Speaking of back, is Otani back? No, I don't think Otani is back because he's not. He's not swinging the way he was when he was completely on last year. All of his home runs, the three that he hit, were on elevated pitches. And when the balls are in the lower half of the plate, lower third, lower half, he's just beating it into the ground. The one double he got was on a ground ball that, I mean, normally is fielded and turned into an easy out. And I don't think he's back yet, but I think I see signs of him starting to be back, if that makes sense. I see... I see where you're coming from because it looks like his swing, he hasn't gotten back into the, uh, his, his uppercut seems a little different than it did last year. His, he's, like you said, he's definitely pushing balls into the ground a lot, but the nice thing is Otani is so freaking strong that even when he hits a chopper, it goes like 105 miles an hour and goes over the middle infielder's heads. So well, and and he also runs almost thirty feet per second anyway. I'd prefer so, to see the line drive, though. So definitely, which no. I'm, saying, I'm saying I, there. I completely yeah. agree with that. I'm just saying that, like, he has, he definitely has the power back. Yeah, the power yeah. is there, but he needs to get the swing back. You can tell there's something off because, like you said, he's grounding everything to the right center side, right where second, right where the second baseman is. Yeah. And sometimes he gets an infield single out of it just because he's so darn fast. But this is the Otani we need to see. We need to see the Otani that is hitting, like, a home run per game. (laughs) Right, because that's Mm -hmm. not unsustainable at all. (laughs) Because 162 home runs, you've heard it here first, is what he will do next year. (laughs) Right, when he's pitching. When he's pitching. He will, on on his hitting days, he will hit three per game. Just a small stretch. (laughs) (laughs) all right then we have the next player we can talk about is the best thing to happen to the angels since mike trout perhaps Cesar Puello. Oh, yeah. No, yes. I was going to say Tommy Lestella. Come on. Oh, no, 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 no. Cesar Puello is a future Hall Cesar of Famer. Cesar Yes. Yep. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with, with Absolutely Puello. unstoppable. He had an on-base percentage of over 500, which means that over half of his plate appearances, he reached base. So In almost half of his plate appearances, he had a hit. He was literally one away. <laughs> he was so unstoppable. It was, it was, abs- it was crazy. Can't believe this guy was in the minors for so long. Where, where have we yeah. been hiding him? In, in the minors. In all, in all seriousness about Pueyo, though, um, it is in, it is incredibly wild that every time he has a hit, you can expect a second or third one. Yeah, the multi-hit like, games come like. He rain. only has multi-hit games or zero-hit games. The zero-hit mostly games has multi-hits. Be- the zero-hit games happen when he's benched. Exactly. Or pulled early like that one game. I was pissed off. I was like, you only gave him two plate appearances? You can expect him to have another hit or two. Yeah. Yeah, 1283 OPS is absolutely insane. And he... <laughs> How many RBIs did he have since he's been called up? He's had like, what, 13? Yes. Probably all those home runs. Let's, let's talk about a problem real quick here. Justin Upton is coming back soon. Eh, it's fine. And then you've got Upton, Trout... <laughs> and Calhoun, and then we also have Goodwin and Pueyo. What's going to happen? It isn't going to matter when Upton has a setback. <laughs> all right, all right there, negative Nancy. Wow. You're right, Up, you you're right. I'm sorry. Cole Calhoun is going to get injured instead. We can, we can rely on one outfielder uh, always don't being go on to, the IL. Don't go to the other option. What other option? Hmm. Mm. Moving up to the first base. Okay, so Tommy Lastella. (laughs) Let's go to Tommy Lastella and not talk about the other option. 
He's still hitting. He had 11 hits, which was tops on the team. What's the other option? I'm no, stop, stop. Stop it. Stop. I'm sure half of our listeners got it. We'll tell you later. <laughs> Why am I so dense? <laughs> Listella. Listella. He had three home runs, just like Otani and Trout. Yes. And a couple of walks, 433 on base. Another great week. Yep, just another day in his kitchen. Lestella is the most reliable hitter we have. Whenever he comes with the bat, I always feel like he's going to have a hit. Wait, hold on. Over over Fletcher? Well, this week. Well, this week, but in general. I think they're both right up there. Well, Tommy Lestella has the highest batting average on the team, so I don't know how you could say that Fletcher Mm, is more reliable. Fletcher is up there. I mean, me personally, I look at batting average every day and I compare them because it's the most important stat, so you're right. Yeah, but if you're saying most reliable hitter then I feel like having 11 hits and 28 at-bats is pretty darn reliable. So you're telling us that more hits is better than fewer hits. I am saying, Jeffrey, and now an artist's rendition of the intro song. Do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I'm so confused. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, let's jump into the minor league guys that are on the 40-man roster. And you guys can tell me if they were good, bad, or meh based on the stats that I give you. And then we will talk about who they are. So the first one is a pitcher who gave up nine hits and four runs over five innings. Not good. Five strikeouts. Five runs in nine innings? Four runs in five innings. Wait, I totally mixed all those. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, all right, let's go again. Nine innings and five runs. <laughs> five five innings, nine hits. Oh, four four whips. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was uh, Louis Madero from the Bay Bears. Oh, the double A guy. Yep. Yep. S- speaking of double A, Joe Adele. Joe Adele is back. Joe Adele. <laughs> he's back. Uh, he was. He's hitting four twelve for the Bay Bears. How many games does he have? I don't even know yet. He has like four now. But four? Yeah, he had like what two or three steals today. One was of home. He had a home run today. He was just robbed of a another extra base hit that he had today. Uh, that he could have had today. Okay. He had a double on the double. Oh, I'm sorry. He's actually wow. had five games now because it was, today was a doubleheader. Oh yeah, five games. You, you so know, he's not on the 40-man roster, but we can talk about him real quick. He He's hitting 400 with a 455 on base. You mentioned that he stole home. You know you know who got caught stealing home was Bryce Harper. So basically what we're learning today is that Joe Adele is better than Bryce Harper. <laughs> well, if you go by that logic, then Rugnetto Dor is also better than Bryce Harper, and I completely disagree with that sentiment, and I defy you for making that claim. Hmm, they'll, maybe they'll have to fight it out. All right, so <laughs> before we jump into the other guys, oh, Joe Adele... just choke him out. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh my gosh! Joe Adele has actually stolen three bases since he got went back to mo- mobile, 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 mobile. One of those mobile phone. One depending. It depends on where you're from. How you say I it, guess, right? Yeah. So um, apparently, his hamstring is fine. Yeah, that's good to see. Aww, yep, cute doggy. Cute. He's not on the all. He didn't make the All Star team because he was injured. Um, but Brandon Marsh did, and he's injured, so may, that'd be interesting if they sub him in. Yeah, Joe Adele looks like the strongest hitter in a very weak crop of Double A hitters right now. Yeah, Double A oh. looks very bad right now. The, the other thing is, if he does get up to Triple A this season, imagine the type of numbers he could put up with the juice ball. All the oh, PCL gosh, parks. Yeah. That would be something. That would be something to see for sure. That's great. What if the ball isn't actually juiced, and we're just assuming? <laughs> I can... What if Tommy Lastella is actually this good? He is. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what if Caesar Pueo is actually this good? You mean what? Of course he is. <laughs> what if Jonathan Lucroy is actually this bad? Wait, we're going in the wrong direction. Oh, wait, if the ball's juice, shouldn't he <laughs> yeah, be better? It, Never mind. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No, the no, actually is... not. Because Luke Roy... <laughs> no, 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 hear me out. Because he's hitting a lot of line drives that go that are hit decently hard. Not hard, per se, but right at a fielder. So if the ball was less juiced, they would be falling in front of the fielders, and he'd have more hits. 
So the juiced ball is hurting Jonathan Lucroy. Lucroy is like, how do I describe this? It's like putting Mendoza in the steroid era, okay? But he keeps the same stats. That's so like he's the a new co- Mendoza line. Okay. The new Mendoza line, yeah. <laughs> All right, next next pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> two appearances, two innings, seven hits, and four runs. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. That is our friend Luke Bard. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, it might be harder pitching in uh, the PCL than the majors. Maybe. We don't know. Uh, uh, maybe, but still, that's pretty terrible. Yeah, it is. Alright, so we have the next one. Also a pitcher. Two innings, six hits, three earned runs with three strikeouts. It was meh. Not good. I'm going to go bad. bad. Six hits and three runs in two innings? Let me guess. Let me guess. I already said it. Oh, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> Taylor Cole. Oh. That's disappointing. Wait, Taylor Cole's wearing number 27 in Salt Lake? You know, if he comes back up and you gave him 27, would anybody care? (laughs) He can't have 27. Mike Trout would not throw a fit. Mike Trout was actually number 20 with the... Yeah, I guess he he keeps changing numbers whenever he comes up and down. But... Well, here's... If if you had two 27s on the field at the same time, would anybody care... Yes. Yes. The scorekeeper. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Would right. they really? Next. I don't actually know the answer to that question. Hey, the next one. It's for recording purposes. Yep. This one's great. 2.2 innings, 8 hits, and 8 runs allowed. Oh, that's good. That Definitely an angel right there. That that guy sounds like someone who belongs on the roster, who you should spend $11 million on. That sounds like <laughs> someone who's coming back real soon because he's definitely the best that AAA has. It sounds Matt like an improvement Harvey. over Har- over Cahill, at least, or Harvey. It sounds like an improvement over him. I think he's better yeah. than he was before. <laughs> so what kind of whip is eight hits and two walks and 2.2 2 innings? That's like pretty bad. Is that the five. four we talked about? That's a, yeah, it's five. Nearly yeah. five. Oh, he struck out three people. Yeah, that's, that's above nine strikeouts per nine innings. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, this pitcher um, pitched twice, 3.1 innings, only one hit, one run allowed, three strikeouts. That's good comparatively That's good. compared yeah. to Harvey and the rest of the crew. Yeah. Compared Pretty to every pitcher we have. Yeah, Jake Jewell. <laughs> Jake Jewell. Yep. Jewell impressed his last time up in the majors. Yes. But all right, this guy who's got a calculator handy. Yeah. You have a calculator? Sure. Eight hits in twenty four at bats. That's three thirty three. Okay. And a home run and a couple of walks. Yeah, it's it's bad. Pretty bad. Ba- bad? As you a hitter? It- oh, as, as a hitter. hitter. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought we were talking about pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very good. That's very, very good, good, yes. Is that is that nice? No, it's the guy that's coming back soon. Oh, Boar. Yeah, Boar. It's Boar. <laughs> he's a stud. I can't wait for him to get back. He's going to mash. Jesus. You just wait for what it. What was his... Do you have his slash line? No, I don't. It's above 1,000 OPS. It was good. He's he's He can hit and... Triple A. I mean, that's that's not really a question. Yeah, and he's not striking out that much, which is good. So yeah. hopefully he can. CJ Crone used to bat four hundred in Triple A. I think right. that we can rely on Bohr to bat three hundred. Yeah. The thing <laughs> the thing with Bohr is that I was as I was looking at the uh, pitches per play, but he was also taking a lot of pitches, which you love. So you should really love Bohr, honestly. He does take a lot yeah. of pitches. He takes everything. Taylor Ward does that too. I don't mind. You swinging at pitches and fouling them off, but if you're taking strike three down the middle of the plate for the third consecutive plate appearance, <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened. Ticked off. I don't think that's ever happened. Never. You don't think that Taylor Ward's done that last year? I was constantly complaining about how he just stand there with the bat on his shoulder like an idiot. Okay. Speaking of Taylor <laughs> Ward, I'll tell you this next one. He struck out five times in thirteen at bats with four that's hits. That's not good. Nope. No. That's nope. not that's not great. Not what was his OPS though? One walk. So five and fourteen. That's just under three. Was that around three hundred? A little yeah, under three hundred. Around three hundred. Not well, great. He, yeah. I know he's he has one of the best OPSs on the AAA team. So, I mean, 
obviously he's, he does. he's got one, some power. One, he's got a 1.021 this year. Yeah. So yeah, he's obviously hitting the ball well, but mm-hmm. he has to actually make contact, and like that's what his biggest problem was uh, at the major league level. And if he's yeah. regressing to that strikeout rate in AAA again, that's not good. Yeah. All right, we got we got one more. Two for twelve with four strikeouts. Two for twelve. That's that's not bad. good. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Any idea who it is? Um, I'm Hermosillo? going to say yeah. <laughs> good guess. He's he's Thank back. You. He's back. He's back. I did he not made know a, he was back. He made a nice catch that the bees tweeted out. That's nice. Yeah, that's that's nice. He's hitting a buck ninety since he's been back. I mean, he made a nice catch. I mean, have you ever seen Brian Goodwin or Cesar Pueyo make a good catch? Yeah, actually. Yeah, well, Brock, well okay. Goodwin, but not. Oh Cesar no, wait, Brock that was Pueyo. he. He played a couple games at IE too, which I didn't realize. But he's played three in Salt Lake, and that's where he's two for twelve. Dude, Pueyo's roots are like they're like squiggly lines. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can make so etch- that... you can make etch a sketches with his roots out there in the outfield. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, we have uh, next week's preview. What can we expect as the Dodgers roll into town and then the Angels head off to Tampa Bay, aka St. Petersburg? <laughs> well, you're going to be there, right? I am going to be there on Saturday and Sunday. Represent well. Let's well. do the predictions after we look at actually Wait, so analyze what, what the What you're series. saying is that you're going to be accounting for 50% of the fans in the stands that day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yes. Only 50%? I was thinking 66.7. <laughs> I, I, it's going to be hard for her to be... Uh... There's going to be three people there? <laughs> yeah. No, you're going to be two-thirds of the, of the Oh, people. I'm going to be two-thirds. <laughs> Just you. There's going to be 1.5 people there. I'm not sure how that math works out, but okay. So, um, so Monday we Ryu. face Ryu, which is automatic loss. Yep. He's winning the Cy Young. Book it in the NL. And then, and then Tuesday is Maeda, which is yep. probably another loss. So, I mean, who's things, pitching against Maeda? Um, Pena. Okay, it's a loss. <laughs> yeah. And then we don't know unless the we can get two innings out of Bedrosian this time. I'm just kidding. I think it's true. Tri- I think you... we're not going to skip anyone. Wow, we we never know, obviously. But dude, uh, Cody Bellinger is going to be at thirty home runs by the end of this two game set. <laughs> yeah, and it sucks because it's Canning too, and he was going to be so well. Trout oh, no, had Penny's just caught up. Those. Trout had just caught up to Cody Bellinger in Fangraphs wins above replacement, and now he's going to pull away by like a full win. This is so disappointing. Just yeah. because he faces Angels pitching. Fair enough. So the week doesn't the look The Mariners good won How's two games. Series? Yeah, um, I'm going to be optimistic and say two and four. I'm not going that we, high. I think what series happens after the week. Dodgers? The Rays. And then? Is it just the Rays? That's yeah, it, Rays for four. Ray, yeah, so two and four. Oh and six. Yeah, so like two and four, not just two and four. <laughs> that's That's actually <laughs> realistic. I could see that happening and not be surprised at all. I could see zero and six happening and not be surprised at all. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I wouldn't. I, be, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If I'm being realistic, though, I'm going to say one and five. That's probably the most realistic I could see. I'm being optimistic, saying two and four, even though I know tomorrow's auto loss. I'm going to say zero so and six, though, even though I know realistically it's probably one and five, because generally speaking, whatever I choose. The opposite is true, and so I'm really hoping for that 0-6 to not be true. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, Reverse nobody wants to see the on a podcast. <laughs> yes. All right, so that's what we can look forward to in this next week. Anything else you guys want to uncover before we wrap up? Who, who are the Rays actually throwing out there? They, I I was doing this analysis earlier today because I just add, added Jalen Beeks to my fantasy team. They have Morton and a bunch of other people like Yarbrough. <laughs> um, it, it's a bunch of nobodies, and they're doing well as always. So, you know, it's it's the race. Well, how does their offense oh, look oh, this they have, time? They have because Snell. I haven't. They have they have Snell last year. Oh, we'll get last year the Rays' yeah, we'll get offense was incredibly frustrating because you had like Johnny Field 
or whatever his name was, which is not a real <laughs> name. Of the year, Johnny Fields? Yeah. That's not a real name. And yet this not real person was killing us. You had who else was on the Rays last year? There there were like a million names that I was like, this is not a real person. Daniel Robertson. We had oh, yeah. a Daniel He's Robertson. He was an outfielder. Oh yeah. All of a sudden there's the shortstop Daniel yeah. Robertson who had like a nine hundred OPS. These guys are a bunch of no names I've never heard of in my life. They're the most generic, random name generator bullcrap you've ever seen. It's like that one Reddit <laughs> post about like Mike Truck and uh, <laughs> Bobson Dugnut. Like <laughs> names like that. Like that, that's what the Rays have. <laughs> no, no, Rick. Their lineup looks pretty good. They have Meadows in left. Uh, they've been talking about Meadows as a potential all-star starter, which is impressive considering you have uh, Gallo and Springer and Trout. Obviously, since Trout has had his resurgence, I think it'll be deserving starter, not just... he will. He, we know he will be a starter, but I think Trout is now a deserving starter. Meadows is, has a 1.1 OPS. Tommy <laughs> you know Pham, what's funny? I always, I always confuse Meadows with Austin Hedges because they're both, like, shrubbery. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Grass>. Nature. <laughs> yeah when when i first saw that i was like austin austin hedges is not an outfielder (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, tommy fam who fangrass had an article about earlier this year as baby trout um g-man Choi is back and he's starting for the rays which is exciting our good friend mike zanino who's gonna hit four home runs against us in over the course of four games (laughs) Well, also like hitting like 175 yes his only hits will be home runs and i think uh avesil garcia yandy diaz oh, those are probably gosh. some of the names that you recognize so it's it's there's somebody's they're not nobody's like last year well that's just more encouraging to me then because when they when they don't have real names then i'm always afraid that maybe they're like maxed out player stats like like they're the the actual uh the person just put all of their points into average and power (laughs) sacrificing defense and all that stuff you know now that they have now that they have real players who have real names you know we'll probably beat them twice right (laughs) i can only hope that would mean we split the series which is like best case scenarios for either of the series that's like 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 in in a uh, 99th percentile outcome, we would win three games this week. Uh yeah. Um. By the way, the last two years we've split all of our series with the, well, split all the games with the Dodgers. Yeah, it's really interesting because usually, usually we go four in a row, two at Dodger Stadium, two at Angel Stadium, but the the games are split this year, which gives them because it's hard to get swept in a four game series. But it's very easy to get swept in two two game series, so I'm not optimistic at all. Yeah, normally, normally I always think we have a chance against the Dodgers, but this time, there's no hope. Probably not. Absolutely none. Who's their catcher? These <laughs> On days? that positive note, <laughs> time to wrap up. We got anything else to cover? No, well, I think that's all. All Great right, week. Jonathan Lucroy. <laughs> yes. Let's let's hope for the best. We'll hope for the best, but we won't be surprised if it's a rough week. So buckle up. Hail Caesar. thanks for joining us. (laughs) What was that? Hail Hail Caesar. Caesar. All right. Thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. See you guys. Bye, guys.